The first course is simply fantastic in taste. My compliments to your chef. An older gentleman continued to delicately ladle spoonfuls of soup into his mouth. The broth itself was cloudy, obscuring the morsels within. When stirred, the soup was akin to a looming storm cloud. I will say, though, you may need to direct your chef to strain the broth next time to produce a more aesthetic presentation. A middle-aged duchess emphasized her remarks by vigorously stirring the contents of her bowl, lifting her utensil, and letting the broth drizzle down. Bayani Mavros, seated at the head of the ornate dining table, leaned back in his leaned back in his chair, his own soup, his own soup bowl empty. It's a family recipe. I had the chef prepare it exactly as it is meant to be. He flashed a smile that would have melted glaciers, even here in the Erisini North. A family recipe? The Duchess asked. How quaint. I simply cannot remember the time I had an opportunity to eat peasant food. How marvelous of an affair. And here I thought one of your kind would have no sense of joviality. The Duchess continued to tut and weakly hold back the garish laughs and edged escape breasts of air. Bayani put down the goblet that he was holding and brought his hands to his chest, laced his fingers, and directed his gaze at the three guests before him. The older gentleman, Lord Donovan Ventros, sat across from Bayani in a seat of honor. To the Lord's left sat Duchess Sonia Evergreen. The last seat was taken by Lady Liska Petrovich, attending on behalf of her ailing father, Lord Dagmar Petrovich. Each aristocrat represented seats of power in this corner of Irisin, and so as the no- notorious newly minted upstart in the Irisini upper echelons of nobility, Bayani Mavros had invited them to dinner in order to better ingratiate himself with those he wished to one day stand side by side with. He had been hoping that the evening would have been filled with mirth, praise, and admiration at Bayani's upward mobility, like a firework in a dark dark of night. But instead, it had been filled with thinly veiled condescension, snobbery, and outright disdain. From two of his guests, at least. Lady Liska had been perfunctory in her politeness and had been all evening thus far only reacting to the others in the room when necessary. When she had shown up on the behalf of her father, Bayani had been pleasantly surprised and even a tad excited. Her looks were colder than the midnight snow, but her eyes gleamed with warmth and an uncanny perception, and yet she did not talk. So instead... Bayani was left to be berated and spoken to like a wide-eyed whelp. Duchess Evergreen made a show of dipping her spoon back into the bowl and placing its contents in her mouth. I really must commend you on this evening. I admit, I had reservations on what it would be like to be in such exciting company such as yourself, Bayani. But color me surprised... The Duchess continued to gleefully slurp her soup and make comments about how devilishly bad she was being by acting like a commoner. Lord Ventros concurred with her. Lady Liska stayed silent. Now tell us, Bayani, my boy, 
Why have you called the three of us to your... Abode? And so adamantly, what? you hardly let me say no, even after I've expressed hesitation. The Lord stated as he spooned more soup. Bayani shifted in his seat. The time was at hand. A bit earlier than he ha- had wanted? Perhaps. But improvisation made a fitting bedfellow for innovation. Well, I was hoping to talk about such matters until after the dessert course. But it seems, my lord Ventros, that the subject has been broached. So let us begin, shall we? Lifting a silver goblet into the air, gesturing to each of his guests, Bayani began. I have invited you all here tonight to toast to our successes, and to put forth a proposal to turn those individual assets that we all currently hold into shared assets that will consolidate our power here in this province of Irison. In essence, an alliance. That way we can utilize our strengths to the fullest potential of their efficacies. Alone, we strive. Together, we march. Bayani let his hand holding the goblet linger in the air, waiting for a response. Suddenly, the Duchess burst forth in laughter. Lord Ventros threw down his napkin and stood from the table. Lady Liska stared and said nothing. Preposterous! To think that any of us here would ally ourselves with someone of your... social standing? Lord Ventress bellowed. Dearie, I knew I would have some form of entertainment by coming here tonight, but I wasn't expecting such stupid words to come out of your mouth. Your reputation does nothing for you. Duchess Evergreen followed up with leaning back in her chair. Bayani continued to hold the goblet high. House Petrovich is intrigued by your proposition, and we'd like to know more about how you propose to consolidate our four powers to one unified front, said Lady Liska, eyes alive with anticipation. Bayani had not noticed before, but there was a wild sheen to her eyes. Had it been there before? The shine of bloodlust? Her left hand snaked forward and gripped her own goblet and raised it in acknowledgement of Bayani's proposal. Looking at the table, Bayani took the scene in before him. His plan was not going accordingly. It was not as clean as he had hoped, but Bayani would not have invited these three household powers if he did not have a contingency. The question was, how indeed would he be a be able to establish power when two sides of the four spouted dissent at the outset. Bayani laughed, a sharp bark that crackled in the air. Oh, my lady Liska, I have a solution, he replied. Closing his fist, crushing the health goblet, Bayani focused himself and willed earth and stone to bend, to bend to his might. He drew them to his being like comets shifting orbit. The sound of tearing skin and fabric ripped through the room as shards of stone burst forth from Lord Ventros and Duchess Evergreen's stomachs. A blood spray arced across the table as their lifeless bodies fell to the side, leaving only Bayani and Lady Liska as the only ones alive. The lady had not flinched as the blood splattered her face, dress, and goblet, a glistening addition to her already rouged cheeks. 
she took one look at the formerly alive dining companions and began to drink deep, taking in her surroundings, toasting to Bionni's display after draining her goblet. She stared directly in Bionni's eyes, lust and curiosity ablaze in her own gaze. I see you've consolidated the power flow from four authorities to two. Lady Liska remarked. What an ingenious family recipe you've prepared for us. Bayani smiled wide, blood mixed into his beard. Thank you, my lady. I call it stone soup. Pippa, the unseen eye flows wisps of Bayoni's story into your mind, bringing back memories of the power you felt when you killed these nobles. The eye slowly takes his story and fills in the gaps as you take Bayoni's place. An uncontrolled smile chips away at your face as you remember it. You look at the creature that your group was able to defeat with ease, and you start to wonder how much power and how big of stone would be required to defeat a creature of this size, and also how it would be nice to have that power once again. Ooh. Mm. Bionni and Pippa, two sisters. Two peas <laughs> in a pod. <laughs> Ooh. So when we last left y'all, you uh, had actually fairly easily been able to infiltrate the Ivy Glass Fortress uh, through a little bit of um, jinxery and such. Uh, and then you ran into Iantar, Iantor, who was a dragon-like creature. This thing had a name? Yes. Oh, uh, I will actually give you. Uh, I will give you some insight into him. He is actually the son of Rax. He is a. Oh. He is a. What? He is basically uh, Rax. Rough. Got it on with another similar dragon-like creature and created this. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, jackass of a of a creature. Uh, and uh, yeah, and he was blind in death. However, if you would have spoken to him in uh, Draconic, he would have recognized it and responded to it. Uh, I don't think any of us speak that. So I did, but I didn't see it on my sheet until much later when I was updating. <laughs> I, I think you guys have this magic spell that lets you speak languages on right now because you had to speak to the guards. Whoopsie. So you yeah. Um, oops. <laughs> Whoops, it sounds like the GM forgot that we had that effect. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. We killed him pretty fast. We're good. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You vanquished him pretty well. And there is on the ground. And uh, there's this creature. What would you like to do? I have. So I I actually left some detailed uh, notes in the thirst notes on here. So I have a couple of bullet points. One that I need to cut up the meat for the pantry, right? 
Um, I have a little note that says, what's the deal with this weird rune? Check in with Pippa. And then I have kind of like almost like notes, but bleed over to RP. It says, trying hard, trying hard to keep an open mind when it comes to Fia. Oh, crap. Is that how you say your name? I already forgot. It's been- yeah, Fia. Fia. Uh, maybe you can include her in checking out the rune. She tags delivery items, which is something new he learned. Maybe it's a maker's mark. Um, and then I have a note that says, does this thing stay here? Or does it have a pen or like a cat tree that it goes back to? I didn't know it was a son. I thought it was a pet. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the equivalent of the the story of the son that like, isn't like somebody you're proud of. So you put him in the basement or the attic kind of situation. Oh my God. Or you <gasps> put the minotaur in the labyrinth. Or yeah, in this case, tough. you put him in the front as your guard dog. <laughs> That's Jesus. fucked up. So. Well, Rax is a pretty fucked up individual, so. I'll start up. Yeah. So, um, Braxis is going to do his normal. He already has his, um, his cutlery ready as he's approaching to start doing the, the precise cuts for the meat. He's taking raw bites out too. But when he notices, um, there was a mention of like a weird rune, he's going to uh, look at it for a little bit but we'll call um pippa uh, uh Fied, there's a a, a maker's mark there's something there's something on the meat i mean on the skin here <laughs> i mean you can you can eat it if you want I, pippa no, it, it's a, you know, it reminds me of a, you know, he actually um, will cut it out in like a strip Ooh. <laughs> and, and bring it over. <laughs> he'll, he'll lick the other side so it's not as gooey, but he'll bring the skin Ugh. intact with a mark on it up to them. Now, look, look, this thing's weird. Angel, real quick hero point for the the joke about it, it's on the me i mean the it's on the that, that joke you made was hilarious it got me oh. in, the, in oh. the heart so hero point yeah time to use that bad boy quick <laughs> burn yeah he'll be licking it he'll be licking it clean and then bring it over to kind of both of them um if he just not like really close to pippa right now he'll like kind of waver over with a claw uh, Fiad has to. Uh, Fiad, I believe, at the end of the last episode, was actually storming off to like move into the next room already. <laughs> and so, like you know, if you're calling her over, she like turns around and tromps back over to to you. Pippa's got a couple of different responses. Like, so you know, Abraxas is coming back over with the skin, which she's going to take a look at. But first, I want to make a perception check to see if I can tell if. Uh, killing this monster caused a ruckus or alerted oh, anyone else um, if we need to continue to be on the defense. And actually, while we're on Pippa, while you're making that roll, how is Pippa feeling uh, as she uh, takes on some new memories? Well, I mean, if they're if they're memories, then they've kind of settled. They've, they've already settled into the back of her mind. Like she like I think she's she's feeling the usual rush that she feels after battle with, I think, a side salad of finding the murder itself more satisfying. But since it's a memory now, it's already incorporated into her person. So nothing new as far as she's concerned, nothing new has happened. How's Abby doing? Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm very, I'm very (laughs) excited. I'm very excited to incorporate this into, 
I'm I'm actually kind of because like the thing is like Pip is a really good person who doesn't enjoy killing people. She enjoys outwitting people. Uh, she enjoys stealing money from people who she doesn't think should have it. Uh, and if they die, oh, that's sad. That's too bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, shucks. Oh, geez. But but like but she doesn't really take a lot of pleasure in the actual killing. Um. So I'm I'm kind of enjoying the way incorporating these, and I've got a running list of which memories have already been incorporated into her history. So that, and I'm excited to play out how that is going to start affecting her personality. So I'm I'm jazzed. I'm excited about it. Like that was that was that was a lot of fun. But uh, but as far as Pippa the character is concerned, nothing happened. Delicious, <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> I rolled a natty one on my perception. <laughs> I have Fantastic. a plus. I have a plus sixteen, so that's a seventeen <laughs> on my perception. You are pretty sure that everything's okay. Like, I, okay. and I emphasize the higher pitchness of that. You are pretty sure that there's nothing going on. Okay. Nobody's been alerted. Cool. Uh, yeah. So she she immediately turns her full attention to the piece of skin that Abraxas is bringing over. Like, all right, all right. I'll take a look at it real quick. But uh, we probably shouldn't. Everything's fine for now. But we probably shouldn't linger here. We got to get going. Fiat will step up. Then you know, as Pip is saying that, it's like, I Wolfie boy. What's that you got there for me to look at? Look, this is a. It's a strange mark on this pet I, you know it makes me think of those uh yeah, the little maker mark or the the things that are on our items that i didn't even know they were there until you pointed them out or but, even uh, on yourself oh oh yeah oh no he always forgets about that thing remember it's like subconscious when he scratches it because he fucking hates being branded um so you i i don't know you i don't have you experienced marking things is uh is this look familiar oh is it is it magical uh, you know, it's, it looks like you got a piece of, like, that dragon skin in your hand, and um, I don't know if it's magical, but I suppose, you know, having uh, having herded sheep in a former life, um, it could just be a brand to, of ownership. And, Pia, uh, as you do that, you notice the, the snowflake brands on actually several of them, of several of your party members. Oh, and a bit, a bit like you, you got on your hand there, and oh, hey, like I think it looks like all of you got that thing. What, what, is, what? is that like just a group oh. mark? Uh, well, I mean, you could, you could certainly call it a brand. Yes, we've been branded <laughs> like slave to that she bitch, Baba Yaga. Pippa's nodding vigorously. Oh, it's dope <laughs> as fuck, right? Yeah. It, it is. Not dope. Not really. No. What kind of check do we need to make to see if we can identify the mark? Uh, well, uh, what I, I will give you the checks. Um, definitely an arcane. Uh, give me an arcane check. I'm gonna um, smell magic on it. It is magical. <gasps> oh. Okay. I'm gonna make an arcana check. That wasn't a nat one. Good for me. Much better. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a twenty-two. 
you know this is an arcane mark. You think about it, Pippa, as you are looking at it, um, and you think about what your arcane mark does. Um, the fact that when you walk around in the hut, there are certain things that if you did not have that mark, you would have a trap sprung upon you. Oh. And you realize in a fortress this big that there might be a similar situation with this arcane mark. This might like keep you from being attacked or being trapped sprung on you. Uh, you're actually not off. You're not that far off the mark uh, with this is almost exactly like what we've all got uh, as far as like our snowflake marks. Seems to me like these might act hanging on to this. If we can might help us gain entry to uh, other parts of the fortress that might've been more difficult, you know, we're trapped. So good call Abraxas. I am continually surprised and delighted that you always check over every single carcass, including the skin and the meat. Well, you gotta make sure there isn't any spoilage on the meat, and I don't want to feed you folks uh, anything potentially dangerous. Do you have recipes for weird dragon creatures? Uh, I I don't. I I modify the the ones that I have, and um, uh, oh, um, you know, actually, Buon carried uh, some recipes with his journals and books so i i just been dipping dipping in there for inspiration and trying out some new new dishes who's boo on uh he is the was the what is the herald of the moon he traveled with us for some time i i regret not being as friendly as i should have been but Oh, well, we're in foreign lands, and it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's difficult to tell who's friend or foe. So he carried recipes and looked up to the moon. What a, what a twit. <laughs> Sounds dumb. <clears throat> Don't say that. That's... Oh, okay. The Manette walks away. Oh. <laughs> She's like, she's kind of tracing a line over it because if you'll recall, uh, essentially she had connected with Buon's soul at one point. Mm-hmm. So she felt that a little more than she should have for like never having known him or met him. <laughs> <laughs> that bothered her. And she's like, not sure why. <laughs> well, she, she knows why, but yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to kick this dragon because I couldn't hit it in the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody of you have linguistics? Oh, yeah, I've got yeah. some linguistics. I, pull, I put points in it almost every level oh. now. Buon did. <laughs> Buon sure did. <laughs> he had a shit ton of linguistics. He had all the linguistics. <laughs> um, all, of you who are, all of you who have points into linguistics, I... <laughs> uh, if you can roll a high enough DC, you would you will be able to forge the arcane mark. I've also got comprehend languages. Does that help? I was about to say I have a thing that, com- that grants me complete understanding of any written text, even if I don't. Know it, oh, dang. This, is, this is specifically the creation of a forged mm, mark, gotcha. not speaking a language. So that's where okay. it's different. Could I, GM question? 
could I, now that basically Abraxas just turned his back on Bionic going, I don't want to fucking deal with this jabroni right now. Um, uh, reference some of uh, Buon's books as kind of like a reference materials, like for maybe a I plus will, two bonus. I will give you a plus five bonus on that. <gasps> In honor of Buon. So. Yeah, see, he wasn't stupid. You don't know what you're talking about, Bayani. You're stupid. You're stupid. Like you. you just hear Buon's voice. He's stupid. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's my linguistics check. I should use a hero point on this before. Okay, let me see my roll. If I feel before I hear the results, I might use a. Yeah, I'm using hero point already. Yep, do it. Oh, that's so. Oh, no. Angel, do you have four? Uh, what the hell are we call those points that you can add to your rolls? Inspiration. No, I burned those. Have... I burned those okay. really quick. Does anybody have four inspiration points they can give Abraxas in order to be able to help him with this? I'm going to give uh, him I'll my give, two. I'll give two to Angel, too, as well. That gives him uh, 31, I believe, which oh will pass the check as you are able to duplicate that arcane mark, what you are able to do is take your guys' existing marks and just alter them. A- Angel, oh. you're able to alter them magically, temporarily, so they match Rax's mark, but they draw on the energy of Baba Yaga's mark in order to work. Ooh, uh, so the three of you. Uh, and uh, and Fia, there, he's able to put a mark on you as well and draw from the energy of the... Uh, uh, what is this thing you have on your head? The sigil? What is the what is that thing called? Uh, the I don't know that it has a specific name, but like the flaming uh, the flaming headband. Yeah, the flaming <laughs> handbag. He's able to drag on the magic of that to also make a symbol for you. Um, so basically, you're using different different types of magic to mask this sigil. So you all now have the sigil. After I finish on Bayani, I'll just kind of like mumble. I know it's still audible for him. It's like, see, Boo, I'm saving your ass from the grave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and actually, straight up, I feel like um, the way Minette added her inspiration, like story wise, is by tapping into the power, the like residual sort of soul of Bayani or Buon that's that's like attached to her. her mark from Baba Yaga, which is kind of like it was like a shared mark almost between Buon and Andromeda and Manette that's eventually. And that's why Bayani didn't give any, because he doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh so you all have the mark. Uh you all you I guess you're chopping up Iontar into uh some morsel bits. Uh where you all want to go from here. By the way, not the best meat. Just gonna let you know that now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need we need it. <laughs> it. It's it's uh it's a little tough, a little I've got a that, little oily. I got that plus five seasoning from the Magic Garden of the Moon Beast, so this will be the time to use great. it. Yeah, Abraxas <laughs> knows how to tenderize. You see, this yeah, is a does. challenge. This is one of those oh. meats that if you do it right, where it's like it's like one of those meats that it's it's gross, but with the right chef and the right seasonings and the right tools, you can make it something glorious that oh, nobody's okay. ever even challenge accepted. Of, so. I already put it on my <laughs> pantry sheet. If you want some help tenderizing, I can like put in really fine pieces of stone and just like pop it out of the body. And that could help tenderize the meat a little bit. He'll just do one of those closed mouth nod because he's still pissed. (laughs) I just like, 
That's a surprisingly good idea. Thanks. <laughs> Coming from you. And that she is throwing shade. She's not too. He's just like looking around. He's like, oh, I see. Now you appreciate what I say. Yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> you too, buddy. <laughs> we sure do. Mm-hmm. So now has everything is Fia go stomping off towards the next room now? Yeah. Uh, Fia, Fia is oh. like bouncing on her feet like just like looking at them and sees like the last cut of meat going into the the bag of the bag of holding and it's just like all right and just like pushes the door open oh shoot fifi <laughs> she she go <laughs> oh, oh shit oh when <laughs> that starts running over chonk 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 <laughs> Uh, well, I guess uh, we're just not even pretending anymore. We're just storming off. <laughs> this is Let's go, Pips. Have fun storming the we got, stor- we got Storm and Norma over here. Uh, <laughs> we've got these. We've got these icons to let us through, so we'll be fine. Like we can just march straight up to this guy, right, and just yeah, have a conversation. Mm. That's Whoa. that's assuming that there's no one else between us and him that we might need to talk to. And that is never the case. <laughs> well, I've never needed to talk to anyone in my life that I couldn't just cut my way through. Oh, she gets <sighs> it. Bayani's like, finally! Uh, Bayani high-fives Fiodric. <laughs> oh, actually, okay. Here we here we go. This is, this is where pr- Pippa's personality is going to start to change then because... Whereas Ooh. perhaps before this battle, she might have insisted on the diplomatic route. This time she kind of, she smirks at Fiat a little bit and says, you know what? When you're right, you're right. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, uh, all the kids oh. back at home would never, would never admit that uh, my way of doing things was the best. So I'm glad to hear that someone finally sees me for the smarts I've got. I think our previous idea was just fine. Got us in the doorway, but we're here now. So let's have sure. some fun. Yes. I'm just really happy we have a majority on this one. And you all got to have so much fun with that dragon thing. I didn't even get to touch oh. it. I uh, know you didn't even get to hit it once, which is a damn shame. Wow. Annette is, is frowning very hard and looking askance <laughs> at Pippa. And then she makes a very meaningful uh, eye contact with Abraxas. Like, huh? What? Huh? <laughs> All right, huh? come on, giant lady and wolfy boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, so come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Not going the diplomatic route. I. Oh, okay, but. Yeah. Huh. Pippa's sort of eagerly right. tapping one of her wands against her hand. She's also still in Triaxian form, <laughs> so she's also. Oh. <laughs> like, a t- she's also tall at the moment. Oh, right. Hmm. Okay, I guess uh, we're outvoted here. Or I guess, Abraxas, you didn't necessarily... I I think the diplomatic grout has usually yielded good results. uh, And then violence uh, when, you know, shit hits the fronds. I am, I mean, we do still need to kill Rax so I would advise we try to save our strength where we can oh yeah that's a good point that's fair he is a whole dragon yeah I mean if we have to 
Uh, Fiat, you, you know, you'll get you'll get your licks in when we get to the big guy, huh? Well, I hope so. Didn't come all this way for nothing now, did I? All right, Indeed. everybody, back Indeed. in formation then. I want our <sighs> prisoners looking very sad. Big frowns, y'all. <laughs> Fiat puts sure on a big so. mock frown, like, <laughs> and then just, like, can't hold it and just, like, licks her, like, fangs. You're doing a terrible <laughs> like, job. Just off. Oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> not really, but sorry. Manette is I'm frowning for real because all of this is upsetting her. <laughs> <laughs> Manette is upset. <laughs> Bionni looks like when a child is trying to fake sadness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fine. We're not trying to convince the Oparan nobility to, you know, watch this play so let's go you walk down a large hallway that eventually gives way to a large pentagon shaped room it features massive stone plinths on each side with more than half displaying the skeletons of dragon like creatures various statues of different materials are arranged in front of the plinths some skeletons encased in the ice and preserved like lifelike poses while others are simply piles of bones. What do you all want to do? You want to keep going through? Might as well just look uh, around. They're plinths of bone? I, yeah, I'm going to make a perception, perception check. See if anything looks worth poking at. This is making me fucking suspicious. Oh, I bl- as it should. <laughs> I'm going to take... <sighs> I'm going to smell magic again in the area. You know what? I forgot that I had that as an ability. Like. I got a 23. Fiat looks around and rolls a 27 for perception. Well, damn. Basically, when you look around, you see within these ice walls are... Tons of skeletons. You see Triaxian. You see Dragonkin. Uh, you see all kinds of creatures just frozen in the ice. You get the impression that these are um, basically people who have tried to fight up, stand up against Rex. And once they lo- lo- lose, he basically throws them into these ice walls. What a petty little MF. Your detect magic uh, there, Abraxas. Each of the eight golems that are in this hallway all light up uh each of the golems you see golems of all kinds of material you see four bone two glass two stone uh oh so this is a trophy room they look like me i do not want to fight fucking constructs right now (laughs) hard same i mean you Um, got someone with an adamantine bardish oh that's true Regardless, they're still a pain in the ass. And Dustin, you said they light up under my smell. The wafts, the smells come to me like a sheer shoe. Yes. In purples yes. and greens. Yes. I smell magic from these trophies. We should get out of here quickly. I don't I don't fancy dealing with the things in here. Pippa is eyeballing 
uh, some of these things with a little avarice in her gaze, but she's, but she says, yeah, if the goal is we're trying to conserve energy here, let's keep walking. As this long looks, as they'll allow it. This looks sus to me. <laughs> so you guys going to start walking? Oh, yep. God. I guess uh, we are. <laughs> uh, is there, is this the only I way did- through? Where's the going to hug? Yes, it is the only way through. <laughs> oh, shoot. I did get a 23 on my perception, uh, 24 with my trap finding sense. Like, is there anything? Is there anything I'm picking up that we might want to avoid or whatever? Uh, roll me a uh, uh, knowledge arcane, arcane knowledge. <laughs> well, I got, I got an inspo point again. Whoopsie. So good. <laughs> that is definitely good an inspo me. point. Yeah, um, uh, so an 11 total. <laughs> you think that you are going to be completely fine in this hallway. Yeah, like, great. Like, all right, well, we've got our arcane marks, and I'm sure that's that's enough to get us through the fortress totally unscathed. <clears throat> Let's go. Can Bionni just, like, fly up just a little bit and just see with an aerial view perception, see if that changes things? Yeah. Okay. Wow. No. Good idea. <laughs> I got an inspo point, too. <laughs> Although that's a 16 total, I guess. Then you did so not get an not point. Guess the Braxis is going to walk with his oh, tattoo you know, out, you know, taking trusting Pippa, even though she's acting a bit suspicious. Like, so she's, aggro. You can see that, like, she's kind of feeling pumped. She's high energy right now. Like, okay. She She's having a pretty good time. <laughs> As you all are walking through, uh, you see the statues all turn to look at you all. Oh, and fuck. then they focus down on your arcane marks. Oh god! And they step back into normal position <gasps> and stand in, in tension. See what I tell you? you. We're doing through. fine. Oh, this is great. Oh, thank the moon. Oh, hey, do you think Indeed. this one over here looks like me? And he, Bionni points to one of the stone golems. And he does a little thumbs up, like yeah. Not nearly handsome enough. Oh yeah, I know. Keep up the good work, buddy. As you continue into the next room, you the room, this room, however, has a, a well. The Pentagon was perfectly shaped and almost mathematically perfect in its design. This room has an irregular shape with a high ridge ceiling that slopes down to the sides. The floor, walls, ceilings feature large skeletal designs, creating the illusion of being inside a giant winged creature. At the north end of the room, there is a black stone altar in the shape of a beast skull, which is carved with the symbols of a fiery falling star. Manette, you feel incredibly uncomfortable in this room. Interesting. Can I do... I'm going to do a knowledge religion, if that's okay? Yes. Okay. Calling it Just now. because that, that seems like the reason why I would be uncomfortable. On it Not now. too bad. Uh, yes, you you identify this as the a shrine to Dahak, the endless destruction, the evil yeah. god of chromatic dragons. Ooh, fun. Uh, Manette is like clenching and unclenching her jaw. I I am. She is like distracted by the desire to just like fuck the entire thing up. 
<laughs> like she wants to desecrate the shrine. She's not gonna, but she wants to. <laughs> you know, Fia's like looking around. It's like, oh, the architecture in here is something else, ain't it? Isn't it? It sure is. It's amazing how they managed to get it looking so animalistic and oh, like that fallen star thing. Oh, that's very cool. Wouldn't mind a tattoo of that myself. No, you no, you should not have a tattoo of that. <laughs> Minute spits on the floor, like literally, she, she spits on the floor. Oh, yeah, that this is fine. like the throw barbs at Manette episode. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's the uh, what's what's the issue here? I, I I don't. I'm not very religious, mind you. So if this is something special, like sorry. This this is a dark and evil place. This is a oh. shrine to a god. <sighs> a horrific god. Evil god of dragons. As are like saying that, the sound of heavy footsteps approach. The statues no. in the room tremble with each step, indicating something massive is approaching. Speak of the devil. We lock the door. Nobody's here. <laughs> Nobody home. <laughs> Sorry, it says do not disturb. Can I perception to hear which direction the, the, the footsteps are coming from? So this room only has the entrance you came in from the south. And then there's a large entrance to the north. Keep okay. in mind, this whole place is built for their dragons. So all these rooms are immense. With a 20 sex perception, can I tell if it's coming from behind us or in front of us? It's coming from the hall that you guys basically need to go into next. The only route, it's coming towards you. Okay. Any places that we could hide? Yeah, lots of places. Oh. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to have such a good time hiding. (laughs) I mean, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. You just pick up a plinth and just like put it in front of you. You you squeeze two together. So it's like plinth space, plinth space, and then just two that are together. It's like, hmm. Uh, if you all want to roll stealth, you're more than welcome to. You got, yeah, you, got Abraxas, a, you got a couple seconds to do it. Abraxas shouts out, or not shouts out, but he's kind of like in strategic mode. like, we've been fighting things with uh, breath weapons, so try not to cluster, but let's scatter and hide the best we can. Um, Pippa goes I don't think I'm, I don't think it's going to be much use for me. Sorry. Um, I'm not great at hiding either. No, so. not in this armor and not at no. 16 feet tall. <laughs> is this cold weather, Dustin, I'm assuming? What was that? Is this considered cold weather inside? No, it's, it's, oh. it's, um, I, what I was going to say, it's like kind of in Iceland, you know, they have the ice, ice hotels mm, you can right, rent. I remember this last time. Okay. Bion is just like, oh, hide? I can pretend to be a statue. Perfect. Do that. Just the oh, best you can. Uh, Bionni moves away to Make the, the attempt. Left. Even and if he'll you... just pretend to be a statue over here. Oh, BRB. Sorry. With my stealth. I'm going to roll my Who installed just... this new statue? <laughs> it's very so bad. hot. <laughs> wow. What a sexy statue. <laughs> it's so handsome. Oh, I will roll really low. Wow. Uh, so I rolled really what high. is. What did you get there, Manette, for your stealth roll? Her total was... What did I roll? Like a four? Yeah, so I got an 11. Okay. 
So still probably not great. Abby, are you serious? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. Why don't you give me all what you rolled for your stealths? I thought I did well. Uh, my So I got a 53 on my stealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, greater invisibility helps a lot. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. With a stealth roll. So, so d- I don't want anybody to think that that is my. Oh, stealth okay, point. yeah, that's like a natural yeah. forty, like right there. So, yeah, you actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. rolled kind of low. Now that I think about yeah, it, yeah, no, I actually I rolled a I rolled a um, like a thirteen. Fourteen. Yeah. So, but but you know, a, a nice plus forty will really get it up there. So, so I'm I'm invisible. If I'm invisible and on Dragon Taya, is Dragon Taya also invisible, or do I need to? Dragon Taya is not invisible. Okay, well, I'm going to cast Invisibility on her as well. Greater Invisibility. So we are both invisible, and I will do... Do we do it, like, if it's a base 40 from the plus 40, do you still want me to roll it? Uh, no. Okay. I rolled a really, I rolled a really low <laughs> on my perception check, so... Okay, now that you all have hidden and rolled your... gotten your stealths in... Uh, as you hear this boom, 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 and you know this is not a medium-sized creature. You know this is not a small or a large-sized creature. This is huge that is approaching oh. you, and it is something some of you have seen before. A large polar bear. Oh God! Caterpillar-like legs walks oh, into the area. No, so dumb. Chiak. <laughs> and as it does, is you hear it speak, and you did not realize that all these these Coco Chiaks could speak. Fuck. As it goes, I smelled the scent of my brother in this room. But how can that be? He was, he left this world a while ago. <gasps> We're wearing the clothes. Oh my God. Somebody wearing his furs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, we are. Wow. Matching outfits. Manette's not. Manette's not. Fia thinks back to, to, to her past and is like, I don't think I've ever killed a thing like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Pippa, Pippa and Abraxas. It's the only the two of us. Yeah, Manette's fucking confused. <laughs> she's well, putting two and two together. She's back. like looking at, she's like thinking about y'all's outfits, and she's like, oh, <laughs> oh, ooh, I see. We look fresh ooh. as hell. <laughs> the wi- the moment Buwan made clothing for you guys at a Coco Giac, this seed was planted. <laughs> I have been waiting that long for this moment. Uh, I think Manette was trying to hide behind this pillar, sort of. That's about what she can do, but she knows it's pretty much useless, so she's kind of just standing there like... <sighs> Resigned. Hey, I guess we get... I guess we're gonna... Everyone's gonna get new Coco uh, new first. Yeah! <laughs> Round two, baby! This is not the Nerf Coco Giac that you guys fought so long I ago. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I remember Dustin saying how much he nerfed that thing. So now uh-huh. I'm like, so hard. <laughs> that was such a dumb fight. 
Uh, we're incredible, though, now. Yeah. We're going to do super good. He looks around, <laughs> and he doesn't see anyone except for Manette. You are not wearing my brother's garb. Why are you here? I have been led here as a prisoner. I don't know why I was brought to this room, quite frankly. A prisoner with no guard? And the There are, and there are eyes watching. Steps forward. Boom. 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 That is awfully suspicious. Roll for initiative. Oh, I can't I can't try and diplomacy. <laughs> no, no, yeah. He's he's angry. He smells his brother here and knows that his brother isn't here, so he's putting two and two together himself. Because uh, unlike the Coco Giac you fought, this one is intelligent. Yeah. And that's like, oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> She's just <laughs> Manette's wow. no good, very bad day. <laughs> Manette's day just keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> Manette's doing action star quips like, could this day get any worse? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't tempt fate. <laughs> if you had a chance to change your fate, would you? Would you? <laughs> Abraxas, what'd you get? I got a 12. Pippa, what'd you get? 16. Bayani. 19. Nice. Uh, Manette. 13. Boom. And B. 11. Wow, you guys are (laughs) rolling high there today, huh? Oh, yeah. I've had two crit fails so far this session, so, you know. Oh, like, yeah, I noticed (laughs) that. I was like, yikesy. Uh... He yells out, brother, brother, come join me. And you hear, stomp, stomp. No. Oh, oh no. come on. I As don't another Coco Giac appears. Nah, I'm not into this. You're oh, fucking kidding. My God. <laughs> this is where we TPK, y'all. It's been nice mm-hmm. knowing you. Yeah, good uh, times. I'm just going to continue to be a statue. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where Manette dies. Bye. <laughs> This is where Manette goes back to Capri. (laughs) After that's such a sweet, touching story about how she and Odessa will be reunited someday. (laughs) (laughs) Bayani, you are up. I don't know what to do. Uh, (laughs) Bayani doesn't work well. One shot first. Um, well, Bayani only knows one thing, and it's to hit hard. So Bayani is going to (laughs) burst forth from being a statue and go, ho-ho, and uh, let loose a sandstorm blast. So he's using up one point of burn to try to hit you, and it's, ooh, 27? 27 will hit. Go ahead and roll a wing and will save. I do not have a good will. <laughs> but I rolled 23. Oh, wow, I got an 18. So, Bayani, as you attack it with your your uh, attack, it goes through and you realize 
that this is in fact an illusion as it shoots through and doesn't do it. The effect you would expect it to hit mm. upon hitting it and the illusion disappears. For, For just everyone Bionic? or just me? Everybody. It disappears oh. the image. Okay. But Bi- Bionic just goes, oh, nice. I obliterated it. <laughs> <laughs> when it explodes, when it, when it explodes, <laughs> like ice just explodes into the air and like snow is falling within this room from yeah. the illusion. Uh, so yeah, you do think you killed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bionic's very happy. Pippa, you're up. Uh, you're the second Coco Giac disappeared, thankfully. Or I guess the first Coco Giac technically <laughs> disappeared. Uh, what would you like to she do? Is, she is still invisible, so you can't see her. But she, I just want everyone to know she takes a big, deep breath and breathes out the biggest sigh of relief. <laughs> It's like, oh, thank God. There's just one of these things that we need to deal with. Right. So she's on Dragontea, and Dragontea is going to fly towards the beastie. Okay. So it's going to be a flyby attack. So she's going to attack about 30 feet away from Kokogiak and, fl- and then fly to a different location in the room. So she's not lurking okay. close. And uh, you get a reflex save, so go ahead and roll that for me. Uh, that would be a 29. That is, unfortunately and very upsettingly to me, a pass. <laughs> I don't care for that. It would have been 46 points of damage, and instead it's going to be 23 points of damage. Uh, acid damage. Ow. And then so that they are no longer in the exact same spot as where the acid originated from, uh, Dragontea is going to fly over to kind of where the one of the like the the middle pillar on the right hand side of the room. Okay, what does Pippa do? Pippa. So for the rules for a flyby, I believe that like I can like I can attack from Argentea's back at roughly the same time. Right. I'd like to do that. Okay. Thank you, GM. You are a magnanimous individual. Sometimes. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, so around the same time the breath weapon is getting released, Pippa is going to, uh, you know, stick with the classics. Which means Scorching Ray. Scorching Ray in my case. So it's a 23 range touch attack. Range touch attack on a large, huge creature. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would... They, they have a touch attack at nine. Holy crap. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And I get two scorching rays. Two scorching rays. Two. So the first one's going to hit for 20 fire damage. Okay. And the second one is going to hit for 17 fire damage. Ow! 37 points damage. Good job there, Pippa. Fire Ooh. damage, baby. Woo! Fire! Fire! Yeah, so fire, Pippa fire, fire, comes, fire. just to recap, Pippa and Argentea are invisible. They fly towards the Kokogiak, and as one, rain acid and fiery destruction down upon the great beast and uh, zoom into a different area of the room so they're not still at the point of origin of those attacks. And they are still invisible. Invisible. All right, Manette. What's that big, beautiful woman going to do? 
Oh, she's just gonna approach a little bit. She's doing kind of a sick battle run uh, and goes leaping forward and throws her returning spear. Ah, nice. Chunk, chunk. Let me see. Does a 31. (laughs) Wow, a 31 does definitely hit. Uh, yeah so it's gonna do 17 piercing damage it is adamantine if that matters Manette chunks it with its spear and it's like quivering in its side Um, and that's all I got for now okay Abraxas uh, what are you gonna do you gonna pop you gonna walk out in that fur Uh, well actually what I'm gonna do since Manette and Abraxas's turn are basically like you know, in the heat of the battle, it'd be kind of sort of simultaneous, but because of TTRPG mechanics, you know, we're numbered. So what Abraxas is going to do as Manette is starting her charge over to the the foe, um, we fought these things before. So Abraxas is going to reach out a hand and like, maybe like tap whatever's closest to him as part of Manette as walk, uh, running by and invokes the... Uh, Arctic powers of Triaxis to imbue Manette with energy protection from the coldest Yay. winters. So now uh, Manette could absorb up to 96 points of cold damage. Ooh, wow. nice. Very and nice. I'm picturing this is that she grows white fur like a winter uh, winterborn Triaxian. Hey, but maybe it's more it's wolf fur. A little wolf fur. <gasps> Manette grows wolf in Yuasha wolf ears and a wolf tail. Yes. Ah! Yes. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Did that end Abraxas' turn? You know what? He'll get closer. He'll come behind this plinth. So he'll go a couple of feet uh, further. Okay. Let me do something here. here. That way he could use a plinth for cover. Damn! Right here. Yeah. Uh, as you cross over like that, the Coco Chiak whips its head over and goes, Ah, I see my brother. How dare <laughs> you wear his skin? I will be wearing yours soon. And that's what they all say, and then they end up in my belly. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fia, you're up. It's actually like, oh, it won't fit you, daft twit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like runs, uh, clicks, clicks her boots together, uh, activating her boots of speed for haste. Um, nice. And um, actually runs south, blocking it from exit. Let me get my attack of opportunity in here. Does a 36 hit? A 36 does hit. And thank God we're not in second edition, because that would be a crit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dustin. Hey, uh, Dustin. Does, does the 36 <laughs> hit? <laughs> he had to do it. Got him. But in this age, a 36 sometimes doesn't hit. If it's true. me. Maybe. Also true. How much damage is that that I will be taking? I'm I'm rolling it right now. Zero. As you come running in there, feed, uh, 
you you're going in like you're gonna go this place, and all of a sudden you just hear this, you know it's you know that that scene where they're like the the comedy movie where you're like getting attacked uh, from the left and you block it and get attacked from the right and then you get attacked in the center uh, by a random foot like you're like where the hell did this foot come from? Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened with this Coco Giac because it has six legs, so you dodge one out, out of the way of one out of the way of the other but you do not see that third leg leg come climb at towards you. And not only does it claw and attack you as you take um, 15 points of damage, it also pulls you right in close, which is great because that's what you wanted anyway. You wanted to be right next to the thing. Right. So now, you know, at least it pulled you in and it helped you out a little bit. So you are now right next to the creature, set up for a full attack next time. Uh, What would you like to do? Um, Am I grabbed? Is that... Is that no, you're just pulled in. You're just pulled in close. Okay. So as she comes in, she is swinging her adamantine bar dice. I, I, I think she's like, it's dragging on the floor, sparking along the ice ice floors, and she swings it up in this overhead strike at the at the the ten legged polar bear uh, with a let's see plus twenty one to hit. Uh, and then the soup bonus makes that a 35 total to hit. You're good. Okay. Um, so that is going to be 28 points of the slashing damage. Also, um, I only took 11 points of damage from my temporary hit points. All right. Nice. Good because good. of my damage reduction. Ooh, awesome. All right. It is the top of round two. And guess whose turn it is? Coco Giac. And guess who has a creature right next to them to do a full attack with? Hey. Coco Hey, buddy. So that's hey. one. Hey, that, is, that is six attacks. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, geez. Yeah. Fuck one of those a. is going to be a nat 20. One of them is going to be a nat 1. It'll be fine. Oh my. <laughs> It'll all balance out. <laughs> the first one's a 37. Okay. Mm-hmm. That hits. Second one is a 32. Mm-hmm. Good, that hits. <laughs> uh, why did it not add the 424? Uh, that is a 42. That hits. Right. God. It's nice to know you, Fia. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know who my backup is. It's a uh, 38. That's 38 great. hits. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, Fia. I forget that they don't, like, monsters in 1E don't have, like, minuses on subsequent attacks. Nope. Oh, they can god, just keep yeah. hitting. Oh, Jesus Christ. With, which, with a plus. Yeah. With the plus twenty-four, the only thing that misses is a nat one. And the final with the final attack. Yeah, nineteen, yep. not a twenty. Very close to a natural hit for a forty-three. Uh, yes. So they you all see, hit. And you should be glad that he did not get a critical because he does have critical focus, which would have given him <gasps> a plus one to his confirmation check. Uh, no. so like that there. I gotta look something up here. One second. Oh, it wouldn't matter. The critical focus would still hit. How much HP mm-hmm. do you have, Heidi? I have 191 plus my 22 current temporary HP. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I like. This. I shouldn't kill you. 
Yeah. He only did like uh, 15 on the, the attack of opportunity. So, you know, it'll be fine. True. Be okay. Fine. And with each each attack taking minus four from damage reduction. That's true. True. Okay. <laughs> Still scary. Sure. Yeah, that's why that's why I felt less bad about this happening. Once he reminded me of damage reduction, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's automatically, what is that? Six times four is 24 points of damage I'm not taking? Don't pretend you feel nice. bad. We, You're on camera. We all oh. saw your smile when you're like, I need to do a full <laughs> <Yeah>. cool attack. <laughs> 37, 35, 42. Yeah, we saw that. I, as I was double checking this, his crit range is 19 to 20, so let me confirm. Oh, for fuck's <gasps> sake. Oh, He'll confirm. God. Please Christ. roll one. Uh, he does okay. confirm. Sure. <sighs> so uh, let's, I, do, let's do the damage I have first. A crit card. So this is six attacks. And this is the lowest he rolled, though. Yeah. I need to boost my AC. <laughs> Me too. God damn. Me too. AC twenty five feels like a lot, but No. Wow, I rolled a it's lot weird. of ones in that though. I'm um, very grateful. Good. That's good. <laughs> so that is ninety eight points of damage Jesus. as he just rakes across you with his claws over and over. How's how's Fia doing? That's six separate attacks. Okay, um, so after the 24, uh, 24 damage reduction from six attacks, that's what? Um, 74. 74. So I'm out of temporary hit points, and I take 52 points of actual damage. I'm at 150, okay? I'm fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I was off. That's I'm good. good. See, not a big deal, but let's see what that critical fumble does now. Um, You mean critical hit? I have the critical hit. What type of damage is it? Uh, It is uh, natural. Oh, I don't have that then. What were the options? Bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, magic. Slashing then, I would imagine. Slashing slashing makes the most sense. Okay. Um, mm. Ruptured abdominal cavity. All right. Double damage and one constitution bleed. Ooh. Okay, so then double the damage you've taken. Well, but only one attack critted. Only one attack. Oh, yes. Uh, So that would be the last one, which would be... uh, So... The two fives? The two fives plus ten. So... 20, 20. That would be 20 points of damage. So 40. So an extra 20 points of damage? Yep. Okay. And I was actually wrong. I miscounted because I put it in on Hero Lab, which still had my full temporary hit points. So it, it was 139. Now it is 119. Okay. Oof. Oof. Don't get the Don't get hit by this thing. Jeez. One con bleed. That's upsetting. Yeah, what does what does con bleed do? Does that just mean you lose a constitution point every turn? Oh fuck! That's oh, what I, mean, that's what I would that's assume from bleed. Yeah, because you did get your abdominal cavity ruptured. Ugh, God, that's such a 
visual I do not want. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm. It's gross. Yeah, I'm just no gonna say rules. you lost lost a con point. That's gonna hurt you enough. One, you, uh, you losing one con point is is crazy enough. So, uh, I, you're just gonna it just bleeds off one con point basically, uh, and that means that you need like let a re- create a restoration to gearing it back. So, okay, that ends Kokujiak's turn. Bionni, we're back to you. Okay, well Bionni can't do much because can't move a lot and hit you can only move 20 feet so if I move 5, 10, 15, 20 I think the best I can do is I'm going to gather I'm going to supercharge sorry I'm going to gather power so I'm and next time uh, I will get two points off of my burn okay Pippa, you're up. You just saw Feed take uh, massive amounts of damage. Uh, looking not looking well. Looking okay, I guess. Looking a little bloody though. Yeah, uh, not uh, not a, not a sight. Not a sight she's loving. But fortunately, she is mounted on a dragonkin with her face. So Argentea is going to. Uh, Argentea can only do uh, like about one breath attack every three rounds, so this time she's gonna go for a bite. That's what I that's what I want to do. Okay. All right. So thirty-one attack. Uh, that's gonna hit. Hooray! You roll pretty well in roll 20. I don't know why you complained so much, Abby. Because I got can... three natural ones, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm complaining. That shit hurted. <laughs> that shit hurts, man. Like, But you got some good rolls going now. Yeah, I do. I do average some of the time and abysmal. <laughs> let me let me complain. All right. That bite attack from Argentea is going to do... Uh, 11 points of damage. Max damage. Awesome. Really, really nailing it. Yeah. Dang. Um, while we're here, uh, why, why not do some burning hands? Since we're, since we're <laughs> close enough to bite. So burning hands, you get a reflex save. Okay. I've been burning hands in a while. 28. Well, that's a pass. So good job. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Well, then you're going to take eight points of fire damage. You're welcome. Ow. And RGA is going to fly basically across the room to where she was before. Not a great round, but hopefully one that's a little distracting, I guess. Minette, <laughs> <laughs> it is your turn. Uh, As Pippa goes flying off invisibly, just past her, Manette's spear goes flying under Dragon (laughs) Taya, back into Manette's hand. Nice. nice. Now, how dost I approach? (sighs) This is annoying. We have the same reach. I feel like I'm like edging around him. 
fuck it. We ball. I'm I'm coming in. Give me that AOA. Uh, uh. I'm passing through his. Uh, it doesn't matter how I go towards him. He's gonna get an AOO because he can. He has 15 foot reach, so he can get me if I, you know, come in from here. If I'm coming from here, like it's just yeah. We're gonna go for a bite. That's a 31. Uh oh yeah, that hits. All right. Ah, uh, that is 17 points of damage. Okay. And same as same as with Fiat. You you get pulled right in up close, hugging your wonderful sweet teddy bear. Uh, Tight. And well, um, what you gonna do there, Minette? I'm attacking with my spear, but none of that hit. So okay. <laughs> yep. Okay, that ends your turn. Uh, Abraxas, you're up. All right. Um, Abraxas reaches out just like last time to. Um, tap Manette, but this time he like misses, like probably like his claw like barely scrap scrapes against her armor as she goes by. He's like, ah, fuck. Um, <laughs> no, I let me read. Manette also says, "Oh fuck." <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Braxis. All right, uh, so he's gonna go uh, clomping after her, clonk, clonk, clonk. So he's gonna come like right behind you, and um, as he's running brandishes uh, uh, a wand and taps you with uh, stone skin so you. you can um, ignore the 10 points of uh, damage um, until nice. it absorbed at least 70 points thank you alright uh, E you gonna get your just desserts for uh, getting uh, whacked around a little bit Absolutely, I am. So first off, um, my raging vitality activates, and I regain two temporary hit points, which not oh. a lot, but, you know, um, helps. Um, it looks like I am flanking on. Um, I'm I'll give flanking. You the flank. Yeah. Well, you have to because, like, per the rules, I am flanking. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Um, I'm gonna swing. I'm just gonna do a full attack. Uh, hasted full attack. Yes. Uh, flanking is gives you a plus two bonus. And let me double check something. I'm gonna be power attacking as well. Ooh. Oh, okay. Actually, now that you think about it, I'm gonna turn that on for uh, for Kogo Diak too. Thank you for oh, reminding so me. Good. No problem. Glad to help. Uh, anything I can do to help. Uh,. <laughs> So is all right. So my turn, uh, <laughs> and attack number one is a thirty-six to hit. A thirty-six will hit. All right. Uh, actually, sorry, thirty-nine. Um, still hits. Yep. Um, and then yep. twenty-one to hit. Miss. Okay. Then a 30 to hit. That is a hit. And uh, that hasted fourth attack is a 37. Ah, oh, missed the crit range by one. So uh, that is 28 plus 32 is 50. 78 points of slashing damage. Ooh. 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 Nice. You are a small diminutive creature compared to some of the members of your new found group of friends. 
Uh, and uh, not Pippa though. Uh, and yeah, I'm bigger than you, her. <laughs> you, you take this axe, and your arm almost—it feels like your arm almost extends out farther than it actually exists. And it just takes this slash and rails across the inside cavity of the legs that you have just been attacked with, oh. running through and hitting each of the arteries inside of that <gasps> leg as blood flows down on top of you and you relish this shower of blood as the Kokochiak falls to the ground and all of the rest of you see Fiad has completely vanquished this creature and landed the killing blow. Oh. Oh. Nice. And with that, the Fantastic Worlds podcast is brought to you by Fantastic Worlds Productions. Thank you for tuning in. If you're a fan of the show and want to connect with other members of our FWP community, you can join the conversation on Discord and Reddit or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In addition to Fantastic Worlds podcast, we also produce two other shows, Far Beyond the Stars, our space opera, space opera featuring the Fly Free or Die Adventure Path, or Fairy Tale Fix. All the links to everything I have mentioned is available on our website at fantasticworldspod.com. And as an independent group, we rely on supportive listeners like you. If you'd like to help us continue creating amazing content, consider becoming our patron on at patreon at fantasticworlds.cash. All of the links to everything I've mentioned is can be found on our website at fantasticworldspod.com. I am your furry, cuddly Coco Giac. You can you can dust in GM, you Dustin Alexander. You can find me at Dustin Alexander. I'm Abby. Uh, I'm slightly playing the slightly bloodthirstier version of her sweet little halfling character. Uh, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. Uh, this is Angel, the Master Forgerer. I can be reached at Espinoza916. This is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. This is Logan, corrupter of beloved children's story Stone Soup. You can find me at MainMan08. And this is Heidi the Bloody. You can find me on Twitter at Vamihillion. That's V-A-M-I-H-I-L-I-O. And um, for all your transgender information, after you spelled out your name, you can call. After you spelled out your name, all I wanted to scream out was, and bingo was her name. Oh, uh, <laughs> as an independent podcast group, we rely on support for, of listeners like you. If you'd like to help us continue creating amazing content, consider becoming a patron on our Patreon at fantasticworlds.cash. Theme song was, for the show was composed and performed by Amy Hawkinson. If you enjoyed this episode, please can share, consider sharing it with friends and family who you think may enjoy the show as well. Until the next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Da 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 da. Clong.
The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. I love that the Coco Giac picture is just all five legs on one side in one position. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, They're funny-ass creatures. I tried to find a Coco, I found a, I tried to find a Coco Giac that was, uh, like standing up, like like gonna do a claw attack. Like I would, I wanted that picture, but I could not find it anywhere. Uh, oh yeah, that would look cool. Oh, oh, we killed it. No, you did not come here. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Good job, Pippa. Let's move Ooh. on. We did it. <laughs> This actually is kind of ridiculous to me um, that like you can he can hit with all six. Sorry, excuse me, all eight. No, he can hit out of he can only use six out of ten of his. Okay, so he's balancing on his back legs while he's doing all of this stuff, right? Yes. Okay, rearing up on his back legs and he's doing a caterpillar attack. I thought he only had (laughs) six legs for some reason, um, and so I was like, wait, so he's just shuffling back and forth on each of his legs (laughs) so that he can hit you with each (laughs) one? Like that's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Da 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 da. Like it's a tap dancing six legged polar bear. But that's not that's not what's happening. This is better. This is better. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh my god.